What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of Press YYZ, your Canadian escape shepherded by our love of video games. You can check us out on Twitter at PressYYZ, where you can follow us for any updates about the show and give any feedback that you may or may not have. This show is, in fact, recorded live in front of a live digital audience every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash PressYYZ. And remember, Black Lives Matter. I'm your host today, the pretentious film student, Alex Ballant, joined by the creator of all of our docs, Mitch George. Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do. I'm also joined by the person with all of the innuendos, who I hope we don't get one today, AJ Fraser. Black Lives have always mattered, and they will always continue to matter. Thank you. Uh, I am also joined by the person who controls all of our tech, Alexander Kozina. BLM. I was trying to imitate the BNL uh, Corporation from Wally, if you guys remember that one. Oh, Love yes. that movie. it's been so long. Yeah. Finally, we have our head of HR, Nathan McInerney. How's it going, guys? Black Lives Matter. Come on, seriously, it's time. I'm glad it's... we're getting. I'm glad we're all getting to the point where we're saying Nathan's last name right. So that's nice. Yeah, I appreciate yes. that as well. Actually, finally. Yes, I only have took made five it, months. Uh, I've made it a very distinct thing of just, I gotta get it right, because I just, I don't want to, I feel the embarrassment for myself more than actually the the proper need to get it right. right. I, it's it, purely selfish reasons. Yeah, it always I, is. Any reason. <laughs> for yeah. me, I, I just always have to, like, try and resist the urge not to say, like, the puns on your last name, whether it be macaroni or anything like that. And it's, oh, just, it's, yeah. it's, it's a constant battle in my psyche. I mean, for me, I use Bert and Ernie as a way to remember it, to be honest. Yeah. And one of these shows, I'm going to spit that out. And I'm going to feel real, real bad. <laughs> That's how I taught my parents-in-law how to say it. And like, it's like, and they're like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. And they never had a problem. And it's a good thing because, you know, their daughter has that last name now. So, I mean, speaking of last names, my fiance is so ready to give up hers because it is so difficult to have to pronounce to people, get to spell when you go into stores. And, like, it's her email address and everything. It's, and it has it's an her apostrophe Twitch. in it. It's her Twitch channel name, so I don't know if you feel comfortable saying it out loud, but well, whenever it, she joins a, us it, in chat. It's O'Shaughnessy, and it is not spelt in any which way the way you think it is. <laughs> and it took me probably yeah. a good six months to learn it. And Gosh. I'm so I'm going to be really glad when it's not a thing anymore, but we'll have to maybe wait you should and take see. her name. Yeah, maybe. Hi or hyphenate it. Yeah. I need a 26-character last name for sure. <laughs> I know somebody that they took they took each other's name, so they just had a, both had a big, long, hyphenated name. It, if somebody has, like, a hyphenated last name and then they get married again or whatever, do they add, like, another hyphen to that name? Like, do they become O'Shaughnessy, George, Michaels, or et cetera, et cetera? I have never seen Oh, there's that. only one way to find out in this instance. <laughs> yeah, let's I'm do it. I'm not getting married a second time. Once is going to be We're enough, trust me. You say that now. Nathan, you know how much of an issue it's been to try to plan this wedding around a goddamn pandemic? Fair. I'm well, done with weddings when this is over. That'll be enough. That's why I did it in three months. Three months we were out and dry. No more weddings. That would have been a good idea if we had known what was going to happen, to be honest. Well, what? in all fairness, I knocked my wife up, so, you know. Hey, Another way to boy. do it. Yeah. a boy. So I don't have a good segue out of this, but... Um, <laughs> there isn't been... one, I'm sorry. Uh, so last week wasn't a normal week, and I'm really glad that we decided to take the time to kind of let the let more important issues fly. But as well, this podcast, I know for me especially, is an escape 
especially during a time like this where like mental health kind of has been really hard to deal with and so i'm really happy to be back but we just wanted to make it a very clear point that we are still very much invested in the the situations that are happening right now and wanted to still remind everyone that those importance that those issues are still important i'm also now, really proud of Sorry, I just want to say before you do yeah, that, go ahead. I'm really proud of the fact that we started this show. None of that was planned. It was not anywhere in any docs or anything. Alex started it. We kept the train going. I'm glad that we're all being more conscious of what's going on in the world and not just letting it, not trying to sweep it under the rug and just have fun with this because right now the world is not fun. Uh, we are happy to bring you any small amount of joy that we can through what we're doing, but there are absolutely bigger, more important things happening outside of this sphere. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I've, I've still been posting, like, a whole bunch of, like, stuff that I've, like, found all over the internet and on Reddit and stuff, like, on my mm -hmm. Facebook and stuff. And I've noticed, like, the number of likes I get have uh, significantly dropped uh, over the last couple of weeks. So it's, um, and it's usually the same people who will comment or like every time. And so, you know, that, it's doing it, the, the, it's take the problem is taking care of itself in terms of like my friends list on Facebook and stuff where pe <laughs> yeah. people those the bad people have either stopped following me or unfriended me altogether which is perfect. I don't think I've lost any friends. Like I I take a lot of what yeah, you post I'm... honestly and repost it, but I don't think I've mm -hmm. lost any friends to this point. But I don't I don't use Facebook too much to care to go find yeah. out. Oh, man, I was, I, wait, I was going to ask: Is this on Facebook or Twitter? Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say. For me, it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. A lot, a lot of what I'm doing is I'm taking like the the Twitter posts that you'll find on Reddit, or just Twitter posts that I find naturally, and I will post them on Facebook, because I still have a lot of friends who still use uh, Facebook and stuff like that, and they should be informed. Okay. Yeah, because yes. I don't Facebook. I very rarely use these days. I still keep an account because you kind of have to, but yeah. I, mm -hmm. I really only have my Facebook account at this point. I've contemplated deleting it or suspending it or whatever you can do for it a few times. I really only have it because I have a lot of family members who's either I don't have their phone number or I don't have contact info. And the easiest way to get in touch with some older family members is just through Facebook. So, sorry, Alex, you were segueing. I was going to say, <laughs> um, so despite us still taking the, the time to let other voices be heard, we have been still playing a ton of video games. I know for, I, I know for a fact I have been playing a lot, but I, it's not about me right now. I want to hear what you guys have been playing because it's been a, been a little while since we've gotten to properly talk. What's well, everybody been doing? Speaking of escaping, um, <laughs> when in the middle of all the chaos that was last week, um, and this is going to lead into what I was actually playing. Um, SpaceX um, did uh, something amazing. Um, regardless of whether of what you feel about Elon Musk uh, as a person these days and uh, where he may have inherited his riches from, the whole story, SpaceX as an entity is uh, amazing, and so is Tesla. Uh, just as on their own merits. Um, but uh, for the first time in nine years, um, people have... Uh, the American astronauts have launched uh, up to the International Space Station off of American soil. And that sort of... Like, speaking of escape, they have escaped the chaos that is 2020. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that tweet going around, but... Um, <laughs> 
that inspired me to boot up for the first time in a, in a, uh, a little while Kerbal Space Program. I don't know if you guys have heard of or played that one. Um, I played it very briefly. I played the PS4 port. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I've... version are you playing on? I'm playing on uh, my PC. It yeah. can okay, run. Good. It You're seems to run. Yeah, it seems to run just fine on my laptop. Um, a, a lot of. It's one of those games that I can. You can also uh, do very well uh, with like uh, stream play um, because it doesn't require like precise timing. Uh, so much as, you know, you're just sort of, like, waiting for a moment to happen, and then you, like, trigger the engines or something like that. But, um, you know, I just I just started a, a new career mode in that, and I'm just running around trying to grab all the science I can. And uh, in this playthrough, I haven't quite made it to the moon yet. Um, I, I bought the... Uh, I was also inspired to buy the DLC, which I haven't really dabbled into my, myself at this point. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it, it it's 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 good fun, just to to launch some uh, rocket ships. I remember when the alpha came out for it, and I've mm-hmm. been li- I like literally all you could do was kind of I don't even know if you could go to the moon at that point, but that was probably the most I've ever played with it, and mm-hmm. just the idea of like just. I remember uh, just building the rocket and seeing how far you can go was mm-hmm. always really enticing. I just never got around to to picking it up again. And it's something that yeah. I've always kind of been looking from like from the other side from of just like looking in, but have never like pulled the trigger on it because I feel like mm-hmm. if I got invested in it, it would be like real bad. Yeah, there is a they did announce I think uh, late last year or something like that that there was a, there is a sequel coming. It's been delayed so it, though. It hasn't been yeah. delayed until next year it, at some point. Yeah, it almost it almost made the show this week because there's been some weird mm-hmm. controversy around that too, where Take Two oh, essentially severed ties with yeah. the developer that was responsible for it, and then immediately mm-hmm. tried to poach developers from that developer away to a new internal team that's going to be working on Kerbal Two. Some weird uh, business going on at Take Two, and I don't like it. That's all yeah. I'm going to say on that. Typical Take Two, though. Um, exactly. For the P- for the PS4 port, I think mm-hmm. the controls just didn't jive. They weren't able to get that mouse and keyboard control to work on the PlayStation controller. Uh, yeah. Um, so I struggled with it. Now, I do want to go back because my understanding is, um, and I did have a review code for it, but they have gone back and adjusted the controls, I'm understanding. So I need to uh, go back and give it another try at some point. I, I mean, I've got a, um, I've got a controller hooked up to my uh, laptop, and I haven't touched it because my keyboard is right here. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't given that a shot myself. But um, yeah, it's uh, it can be it can be a little daunting. It can be a little um, scary, uh, and can be a little frustrating because it's literally rocket science. Um, yeah, it, it it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, this is kind of a specific question but mm-hmm. i remember way back in the day one anthony gallegos formerly of ign in the comedy button used to be really into this game and he kind of demonstrated it you know on a couple of videos for the website and he showed off how like you can make spaceships that look like x-wings or rather fantastical spaceships from fiction and generally it won't really work you have to make your spaceships look and actually be constructed like functional real spaceships has that changed over time? Have they implemented like mechanics and you know features and things in the game that make it so that you can make your spaceships a little bit more fantastical, or do you have to like make it realistic? The the entire game runs 
on a, on a very close simulation to real rocket physics, um, where you're down down to the point where you gotta try and uh, you gotta some depending on what you're doing, um, you you might want to pull out a calculator and try and calculate the delta v of your trajectory and all that stuff. Uh, I'm not that deep into it, but um, uh, in terms of the fantastical stuff. Um, People have been able to kind of manipulate the physics engine in in such a way with the stuff they built because you got to factor in your your center of mass, your center of aerodynamics, um, all all that stuff uh, into the craft that you build in like a banjo kazooie nuts and bolts kind of way, um, and that will it, it it all it all factors in. Um, I'm sure there's mods uh, out there on the Steam Workshop and whatnot um, that kind of tweak some of that so that more things would be possible um but yeah the the it, it it's following a, a real a more realistic uh, uh physics model than most video games to try and simulate uh what it's actually like to try and launch a rocket so what else have what else have people been playing so i know alex you said we haven't really talked much to each other about video games but you and i actually did spend quite a bit of time talking about one game and that yeah, we've, Predator been we've been playing Predator Hunting Grounds quite a bit. There's a, a few friends of ours we've been hopping into that game with. We sort of got a group together when the the sale started on the game on the PSN. It said, let's give it a shot. And holy crap, it's fun. It's a lot it, of fun. I am absolutely loving it. It's. I was thinking about it since the last time we played. I've been getting... And we've been playing with a full squad where it's where we've been playing with five people, so we have the full four people fire team, and then one of us is the predator. So this is like the best possible experience, honestly, that I think you can get with it because you're not dealing with randoms. And I've been getting so many Left 4 Dead 2 vibes from that game, not in the way that the game plays. They're very different in that sense, but I'm loving just the feeling of uh, when an asynchronous multiplayer game is good, it's really good. And I think Predator Hunting Grounds shows that in spades. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, and I think it's not a game I would have picked up, one, if it hadn't been on sale, and two, if there hadn't been a group yeah. of people in our circle that wanted to play this game. Because I don't, I jumped into a couple of public matches and it was fine. But being on, you know, being on Discord with five guys, having one person go mute and be like, all right, we're going to fuck his shit up. He is, that predator is not going to get to us, man. We're going to get him. And then have Alex come through and completely wipe the team in like two and a half minutes wasn't great. But we were talking oh, shit about him yeah. behind his back the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine nothing less. Yeah, so we've been having a lot of fun with that. I, I the what Mitch is referring to is the first time I played Predator. Um, I didn't get to. Uh, I was waiting for it to install, so everyone else had a little bit of practice on me because they also got to do the tutorial. So I had never played Predator at all, and I didn't know how the controls work. And the first time I played, I wiped their team as soon as I found them. <laughs> it um, also helped that they weren't super. They weren't super familiar with how to be good fire team members yet everyone was still very new so i got yeah, to have I, a lot of fun with that i i think we've learned a lot like we only yeah. we had a couple of sessions but i think we've learned a lot about the game and how to isolate the predator and deal with, uh, and the thing too is we're all leveling up as we're playing together as a group so we're unlocking things like the predator's net gun and audio decoys and all this crazy stuff that just makes the game so entertaining from either perspective i know mm -hmm. the last game that we played i wiped the team as the predator and did so by really heavily utilizing all the gear, using audio decoys off of ways. They all got super freaked out. And I just sort of walked, I, I literally was like, I was the predator. I wasn't just going in 
it was it's not like any other shooter experience of you know go in mess everything up and you're done yet you really do there is a methodical approach to it of okay i'm going to distract them over here and then i'm going to climb to this tree that's over there behind them and wait until they split up to deal with the objective and then whoever split up from i'm going to go down take out a bunch of their health and then jump away and then they're all together so i'll shoot them with the laser cannon and then hop down use the elder sword which does a crap ton of damage and oh my sword. god yeah there's swords yeah, the it's predator great has yeah that's one of the biggest things about this game in particular that I love about it over something like, because I, I didn't play much of Evolved uh, or Evolve. Um, Nobody one of the did. Big things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that I was the biggest it, I problem remember, about I remember I played it at a convention. But one of the biggest things about like that game is, and most asynchronous multiplayer games like Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th, is that like it doesn't, it's it very much feels like a 4v1 where like and that's what it is to its core but i love with predator hunting grounds where the fire team members they have objectives that they have to do where they have to fight ais and there's more to do as the fire team member than just try to fight the predator but the predator is almost your secondary objective in a in a lot of uh cases where he's just coming to just try to screw with you and so it, it really adds this extra layer that I feel like a lot of games like Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight are missing. Because I know, like, the main thing with those is, like, you have to try to escape. But something feels different about, like, about the way Predator Hunting Grounds handles it. So I I have a, a quick question. Um, a few years ago, Ubisoft uh, released, uh, like, a, a Predator uh, DLC or surprise DLC for... Uh, one of the Tom Clancy games. Um, and one of the biggest criticisms of that is the thing that made Predator cool and scary was that you didn't know what it was. But going into this, you kind of know what you're getting into. Ha have, have there been moments that you found yourself, like, scared that you're going to die like you should if you're going to face a Predator? Oh, or, 100%. Yeah. That happened I feel a like number it, of times. It's less fear in the sense that you're like you're waiting. It's it's less fear in the sense that you're waiting for for the predator to come down. But like when you when the predator shows up, there's this moment of like tension and also just like this confusion of what what's going on because of the change in perspective of you being in first person. Your view is so much more limited than what the predator can see, and so you're just kind of like really disoriented. And when he jumps down and he's like behind you, and you have to quickly turn around, your friends are yelling at you that like he's he's on you or that like. Or that he's on someone else. It's like there's there are moments of like of fear in that sense of like just kind of disorienting confusion, chaos. Yeah, it can be confusing. Let's say the predator is attacking you from the back. You're not really gonna know. You're gonna know you're taking damage, and you'll see like a claw mark and blood across your screen, and it's like, oh god, he's here, but I don't know where. And oh my god, where is he? Oh my god, come help, help, and then I'm dead. Yeah. But then someone brings me back. But the other thing we gotta talk about the glory kill cinematic that that happens in this game. Oh my god, it's like it's, Mortal Kombat levels it of really brutal. Is. It's bad. Like it's not bad in a bad sense, but it's bad in like it's it's visceral. Like he's reaching it and he's pulling out everything. Spine, skull, all in one piece. It's it's yeah. a it's a lot. It is I know go, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to no, say no worries. I know that on this show we all make fun of me for being the person that's obsessed with PlayStation trophies. We don't make However, fun of you. However, are you sure? I, I don't. I make fun we of lovingly, you. We lovingly jab. Ilphonic 
which was one of the developers of Predator Hunting Grounds previously made the Friday the 13th game. And that game was infamous for having a Terrible monster trophies. of a trophy list. Yeah. Mm. For example, one of the trophies, I'm currently on psnprofiles.com uh, right now looking at the trophy list. One of the trophies is Head Counselor. Play 1,000 multiplayer matches as a counselor. As an example of the kind of grindiness you need to get up to in this game. Is the trophy list for Predator Hunting Grounds Oh, any it's better? pretty bad. It's pretty bad. There's, oh, it, no. there's some trophies it, it, like... I'd say it's oh, attainable, but it, it's definitely a grind. PSN Profiles has it at about 150 hours for the plot. Yeah. There's there's one trophy in particular where you have to get, yeah, a thousand fire team member kills as the Predator, which is... I just found one way worse. Oh, really? Which, a, as a fire it? team member, get a thousand headshot kills on AI. That doesn't... That seems way more attainable because you kill at least, like... You can kill a good amount of them per match... With the Predator and getting the fire but team But headshots, kills. though. Yeah, I mean, you know, just aim your so, gun. So, according to psnprofiles.com, the rarest trophy in the game is a trophy called Ancient, which is, as the Predator, claim a thousand fire team member trophies. Oh, yeah, so that's the other thing, is you can't just kill the fire team member, you have to do the animation where you pull out their skull, which is really time-consuming, so you don't do it. You don't do it with every single one of your kills because it leaves you very vulnerable. So the grind mm -hmm. for that would be a lot. One oh, of wow. the one of one of the only sort of silver linings with it is is we found because we've been doing <laughs> private matches, you can earn <laughs> trophies in private matches. So if you really wanted to and you had people to play with, you could grind it. Right. Which we'll probably do eventually if I could any imagine. Of, if anyone yeah. really wants the platinum, we will grind for it. Or if cozy, you pick it up dirt cheap we in get, like three yeah. or four years we'll we'll grind I, it it'll take a while but we could do it i don't think i'm gonna be interested in doing so anytime <laughs> soon i'm still yeah. grinding through the final fantasy 13 platinum and again i stand by everything i said about that game but it's a grind getting everything in that game yeah can Honestly, i the, next, on the matter can i ask on, a oh, question can i ask a question yeah, about the ahead. game so the metacritic for it right now i believe is in at 56 what's the disconnect between critics and you guys having fun with the game. I could imagine the critics are probably playing like the like public online multiplayer where we're five people who all know each other and are like can have that bit of can have more fun with it because that's because we're all sharing the same experience. It's also not a good game technically. So from a oh, technical yeah, perspective, it doesn't look great. It, it can chug at times. You do get some frame rate drops and things sort of popping in and weird hiccups in terms of like, okay, one person's hosting the game. So everyone else just like fast forwarded 15 seconds to catch up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing that we ran into a number of times trying to even just starting our private matches is the game just hung at the loading screen. It didn't yeah. put us in the game, which is a bit of a drag. So from a technical perspective, there are definitely bugs and flaws with yeah. the game. It's not a perfect game by any means, but when you get in there, it's a lot of fun with a group of friends you're, you know, familiar with. Mo okay, Monarchy really in the. I was, I was just sorry. I, I really hope they. I hope they fix the technical stuff. Go ahead. Monarchy in the chat uh, has a question about that. Um, is it a game that is just fun with friends? Do you think you could have fun playing with randos? I don't think it would be the same. No. Like, even when we were, like, the four of us trying to face a predator online, like, 
the people who play that game, like, at this point, because it's also been out for, for way longer and we're still kind of new to it, people are really good at it, so we kind of got wiped quite a few times, where well, and- when we've been playing with the five people, it's been a lot more enjoyable. That's like It's been a lot closer in skill, I would say. Okay. We had another, and we had another match that the, the person playing the Predator must have just gotten the game, and yeah. they didn't find us at all, so we just th- blew, so essentially each game works that the fire team has a series of, I think, three objectives to complete, and then they go to the extraction point. The Predator's job is to find them before that and try to kill them. And then when you get to the extraction point, the Predator gets on their radar, okay, this is where they are. This is the, this is the end game now. It's the only time the fire team's location is revealed to the Predator. So they didn't find us until that extraction. And even then, we were just we were there, and the extraction came down. We all got out except one guy who took too long. Sorry, Adam. I had to call you out on that. You totally missed the rope there. <laughs> so, um, what else have people been doing? Nathan, you've been very quiet. Uh, so I've had a few things. Uh, believe it or not, I've played a little bit more Animal Crossing. Uh, no. My enthusiasm for Animal Crossing is starting to wane in 500 hours in. Finally. Uh, um, I am almost done the entire DIY list. I've got about 50 recipes left, and I'm done collecting all the DIYs. So, wow. Uh, so yeah, no, like that. Th- that's been fun, but I'm just starting to lose um, lose my momentum. Like I don't want to go and play tonight. But what I do want to go play when we're done this night is Persona Five Royale. Oh, it's so good. So I it's jumped- royal, right? It's royal, right? Not it's royal, royal not royale. There's no E at the end of it. I say Royale. You're both wrong. I think, actually, they don't say the, but I think it's supposed to be Persona 5, the Royal. But, um, (laughs) anyways, it's really good. um, I played the original Persona 5, and you can immediately see the differences in the game uh, with the the Royal. Uh, Their story changes right away. They're introducing characters sooner that you wouldn't see until later in the game. Uh, the first palace, while there were familiar things, there were things that were completely different and new things that were added into it. Um, so they've done a really good job in doing it. And I actually picked up, because uh, I said when it, the ultimate version went on sale because I would want all of the costumes and DLC, so I ended up buying the ultimate edition of it. And I've been dressed up as the Featherman costumes, which they added in, so the Power Ranger-esque costumes with the oh. Power Ranger music, um, which has been a lot of fun. So, yeah, no, I'm, uh, how, how are you liking it so far for your first playthrough? So I'm loving it. I'm right now about 44 hours in, so I'm on the fourth palace, um, and it's, I love this game. This is, I'm so invested in every character. Every mm-hmm. time they introduce a new character, they almost start as kind of like a bit ag- antagonistic to your party but you very quickly open up there's so much personality with every character and i just want to continue building the relationships for all of them and i'm just in some ways i'm almost treating this like my second life because it's like i want to just keep building the relationships and doing the things during the day and i I like i've got like this whole plan of like okay i got to do this and then i've got to do this and then i got to do this and I absolutely love this game. I can't wait to keep playing it. And I, I genuinely have thought about 40 hours in now, I'm going to go for the Platinum because I've also seen you can do it on one playthrough. But It's yeah, supposed to ahead. be a lot more obtainable this time. The Persona I've 5 been, tr- yeah, uh, Platinum I've, was hard. I've been looking at the list, and it seems like I'm already pretty close besides the story stuff. Like I feel like I've there's not much left that I need to do 
besides just continue progressing through the main story and then eventually the things that are locked off i will get but i i have been absolutely loving it and i'm unfamiliar with whatever changes they've done from the original game to to this one but it's i i think that this will be probably in my top five game of the, for game of the year if it kind of, if it counts because i know that it's a weird it's a little fuzzy if um it counts or not i'd say it counts we will okay. get into our game of the year discussion i think i'm very and, i mean nathan wanted to do it in july but we're not I was doing just saying july. next month no we're gonna save that <laughs> for the end of the year and i think another so, game that sorry go ahead yeah I, well, I was going to say, uh, I'm going to cut your segue off with my own, because I know a game that is for sure going to be in my game of the year, and I've played it. It's um, So I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. Uh, I found a, An expensive rabbit hole. A very expensive one, but it, it, it was worth <laughs> it. I can, I can say without a doubt, it's been worth it. Um, so I found uh, a used HTC Vive Pro, and I bought it, and I immediately bought Half-Life Alex. And that is one oh. of the best. It is one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. I love Half Life Out. I finished it just yesterday. It is immersive beyond belief. There were times where I was trying to pick things up or get up using things in the environment, in the VR environment, and I was getting on my hands and knees in firefights, opening doors to cars, and shooting around corners. It Half Life Alex is one of the coolest. It's one of the most polished experiences I've ever had. I haven't played much VR, honestly. It's been that and Beat Saber, but that's I can really all say you without need. A doubt. Yeah, I, I'm curious something. Mm-hmm. What experience do you have with the Half Life series as a whole? Um, so I I've never played the first game. I'm I'm mm. aware of it. I'm aware of mostly the beginning of Half Life One. Uh, just yeah. from just from there's there was a YouTube series called Freeman's Mind that I watched a lot where it was like. A let's play of half-life one but like with an inner monologue of what gordon freeman's thinking the whole time so i'm very familiar with the intro to half-life one but i've played all the way through two and episode one and episode two so i know a lot of the the connecting tissues from what half-life alex does to how it connects to half-life two right have you like how far would you say that you're in the game thus far i finished it i finished it last night oh okay yeah how long was it uh it, from my steam my steam says uh 10 hours okay so it's uh, it's such a fantastic experience and i really hope that and i th- i could see this happening with playstation vr and with playstation 5 that i could see them bringing it to to psvr and i really hope that they do because i think this is an experience that anybody who has a vr headset needs to to play it's just it's so polished and i think that was the biggest thing about about it and they take things that they take tropes that are in other video games like there's always in horror games there's that level or like yeah where you fight like the enemy who is blind and you can't do any damage to it and you just have to kind of go around very sneakily uh dealing with it they do that in in half-life alex but they do it to a level that's so cool and so immersive that i i just i can't keep talking about how much and the ending of the game i'm not going to spoil anything but it actually blew my mind and i loved it and i i can't wait to see what valve does next because valve has said that they're making more triple avr games 
Yeah. So prior to Half-Life Alex's announcement, they stated that they were working on three meaty Half-Life, uh, not Half-Life experiences, but three meaty VR experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously it remains to be seen what will become of that. As we know, you know, Valve has worked on a ton of prototypes to games that never came to fruition over the years. So maybe they've discarded some of those projects or reworked them into other things. I- I'm definitely excited to see what they do next as well. Half-Life Alex get- episode two. Half-Life Portal VR, and it's going to make everyone sick, and no one's going to be able to play it. And I would well. The thing is, uh, oh, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Well, the thing is with Half-Life Alex, the way that they do locomotion in that game is very smart. Um, I watched the whole video that they have on their YouTube channel about it, but it's it's they have the three different versions of locomotion, and I never got motion sickness once from it. Um, because the idea is like you just you choose where you want to go and then your character instantly blinks there and you it like goes black for a second and so it gives you that second to adjust to the new environment and I really appreciated that so I think Valve has taken Valve is one of the only companies that can take a risk on VR and actually make something as polished as what Alex turned out to be also I've never been more immersed in a game when somebody's been yelling my own name even if it is spelled wrong <laughs> I mean that's the right way for them I think uh, yeah. I, I, As an Alex I was, myself, I think A L Y X might be the superior way to spell it. Honestly, maybe. Time to uh, change your name. I I'm, just want to say, Mitch, in yes, response sir. to what you were saying earlier about Portal, like during the production of Half Life Alex, Valve did consider making a Portal game in VR, and they pretty much definitively decided, based on what you said, that like, yeah, this just doesn't make sense. It would be kind of too vomit inducing. Whereas something like half-life which you know naturally is about kind of soaking in your environment and about these gorgeous visa vistas and atmosphere makes a lot more sense intrinsically mm-hmm. fair and yeah it seems like it really worked out for them yes i can't keep praising it enough it is for sure one of my favorite games of this year so far if not my favorite like i think i think i liked it more than doom eternal just because with doom i knew what i was expecting where with half-life i knew it was good but i I had no idea what I was sort of. I knew it was like the the killer app PR or VR game, but I didn't know what I was what I was getting into. But I, I think it's it's phenomenal. If you want to talk game of the year, I got one for you. This oh, is yes. without a doubt my Nintendo Switch game of the year so far. We'll have to see what else Nintendo has up their sleeves. Animal Club, Crossing, Clubhouse is games. It Animal Crossing. It's a hundred percent Clubhouse games. It's so freaking good, guys. Clubhouse games. For those who don't know is a Nintendo-developed collection of 51 different classic board games, bar games, party games, whatever you want to call them. They have a whole bunch of games that you wouldn't expect, like Yacht Dice, because apparently that game isn't trademarked just the term Yahtzee is, as well as uh, Four in a Row, also known as Connect Between Three and Five, also known as Connect Four. Um, lots of... One that we stumbled into, Carmen and I literally could not put this down over the weekend. We played probably, like a good four hours of this game called Mancala. Anyone what familiar with that? that? What it's is a, that? So it's essentially a board game that involves moving beads around a board and dropping them into the different pockets on the board. And the goal is to get the most beads you can in your final pocket. And there's ways to steal your opponent's beads. And you have to like, in terms of the way it counts, cause it drops one bead in every pocket after you pick up a pocket. It's, is it Mardi Gras themed? Not the there's slightest. A, there's a uh, lot of beads. You're mentioning there are a lot, lot of beads. beads, and it's phenomenal. And it was it was one of those one more game situations of we'll just play one more. 
And one more. And one more. And it's been two hours. So there's a lot in there that I haven't even touched yet. Lots of mini games similar to those you saw on the Wii and Wii U. There's bowling, which just looks like a Wii sports clone. Darts, which I believe was somewhere, but it just... Adding that Nintendo layer of polish into these very classic card games and board games is just... It's so satisfying right now in a time where I just need to be able to just sit down, pick something up, and, and play a couple of games of Precedent or uh, some Blackjack or Texas Hold'em. It's it's so good. It's so, so good. So how much, how much was it? I actually don't know. Uh, Canadian, 50 bucks? Yeah, 50. that's not bad. I was just uh, looking at it. Well, and something $1 else that, per game. Well, something else basically. that's nice is you can play locally with other friends who have Switches without them having to own a copy of the game. There's oh, essentially a awesome. dem there's a demo available essentially. It's called the Clubhouse Games Guest Pass that allows you to play four of the 51 games on your own device and then that allows you to link up with someone else who has the full game and you can play all the games together across multiple switches oh. depending on the configuration. Uh, one thing I didn't does like it, is sorry about. I I just wanted to ask does it work handheld? Yes. Um uh, okay. So yeah, that's what I was wondering if you needed to have it like on t uh like, like it works handheld. Like, if you have the Joy Cons attached to this, which is what. More so what it, I'm asking. it it works docked in TV mode. If you go to multiplayer, you have to use a Joy Con sideways. You cannot use Pro controllers, which is weird. You can use okay. a Pro controller for playing single player. You can play it handheld. You can play it handheld with Joy Cons attached, Joy Cons detached in tabletop mode, okay. or laying flat. You can play it in handheld with touch. Yeah. Touch is really okay. good. I was able to play these games with my mom, who does not play video games, because it has a touch component to almost every game. It's okay. it's it's such a nice collection, especially when it was just something nice to connect with Carmen with over the past weekend and just play a bunch of checkers and Mancala and Connect Four. It was, it was so much fun, so good. It's a it's a great illustration of how e even something like just card games or again these like mundane club games can be made all that much better with just the level of polish uh that we see in this product yeah N nintendo just knocks it out of the park when they're they're adding their own panache or, or polish to any product and clubhouse games on the switch is no exception a couple of little things i didn't like overall like i talked about with the controls the fact that there's no restart from in the game you have to like exit out then pick the game again and jump back into it but with load times that are like under a second or two to actually get into the game it's not so bad it's mm -hmm. it, it's it's a joy it's a game i really enjoyed when the original came out on the ds and i'm gonna put many more hours into the switch version with carmen for sure that's very exciting so cozy what have you been doing and this jam-packed uh, what we've been doing segment uh, I've been playing, as usual, a lot of Apex, so I'm not going to focus too much on that. I, I suppose when I switch over to playing Apex on PC, I'll probably have some more impressions there. Uh, instead, I want to talk about two other things that I've been up to. Uh, the first is something that I would have talked about a lot more on last week's episode, but obviously due to circumstances we decided not to. Uh, and it's the video game that I recently made in core for the kind of funny chord game jam called Planet of the Toilet Toads. Basically, uh, to make a long story short, uh, kind of funny decided to host a game jam in collaboration with core, which is a 
create a game, style a game, not dissimilar to, say, Euroblox's as a point of reference. And I decided one thing that Core allows you to do is it allows you to create games from various templates. So, for example, you can create a game from a like capture and hold the bases style template. You can create a game from a capture the flag style template. I decided to create a game from a capture the bases style template, and I decided to make it so that you're roaming around a alien environment, battling other players, and fighting off these enemies, which are called the Toilet Toads, which are based off of a running joke within Kind of Funny. Uh, right now in the footage that you see on screen, I unfortunately don't have any Toilet Toads in it yet, because this is taken from a slightly earlier build of the game where I hadn't fully implemented them. Uh, but the alien environment is fully on display, and while I don't know yet whether my game managed to score a victory, I am going to be finding out very soon. Core recently rescheduled their uh, prize awardment uh, slash uh, kind of demo playthrough stream to this Friday, so I'm going to find out then and there. I, I did notice on Twitter Senpai noticed you. Uh, you mean Greg Miller? Yes. Yeah, yeah that, uh, and that was with my very first tweet where I announced a Toilet Toad absolutely. game, so that's uh, really cool. The, the other thing to say is that that is Friday, June 13th? 12th? 10, or 13th. Thir uh, no, it's the 12th, No, it's right? the 10th. Today's no, the 10th. Oh my god. It's the 12th. It's the Time 12th. is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. For those listening on the audio version of this show, it's already happened. Go check out to Cozy's Twitter because I'm sure he's tweeted the crap out of it. Uh, uh, but I, 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 yeah, yeah. Toilet uh, humor. I toilet toad? Uh, yeah. uh, it remains to be seen, you know, where my game stands, but I'm feeling very good about things. Sweet. Um, and the other thing I briefly want to talk about, this is not a game that I played, but it's a video that I watched that I want to recommend. Uh, so around 10 years ago, you know, the Metroid community was deeply divided following the release of Metroid Other M. And it's remained a game that, you know, has lingered in a lot of our consciences as just this very kind of divisive experience with, you know, a lot of not great writing. And recently I was introduced to a video that released, I believe, yeah, released on May 31st. It's a video produced by YouTuber Lexicon Lookout, and basically what it does is it dives into the original Japanese script of Metroid Other M, and discusses the ways in which the script was subtly and in other ways not so subtly changed on the kind of road to localization to the English version, and how it arguably resulted in the game, you know, becoming a much different experience and being received a lot worse. Um, I, I recommend that e even if Metroid Other M is not like a source of fascination for you, I recommend that you check it out because the video also delves into a lot of other ways that prior Metroid games have not done a great job of kind of translating the original Japanese versions uh, of themselves. And yeah, it, it's a really great experience. I'm going to drop a link in the chat to the video to check out. That's very exciting. And I can't wait to see what kind of funny thinks of your game when the time comes. But until then, all we've got to do is talk about the news because there's quite a there's actually quite a bit of it this week. So let's just jump into the news. Ready, set, go. News drop. Oh my god, there's okay. so much news this week. Uh, and shout-outs, as per usual, to Monarchy, who put together 
a list of like 35 or 40 different news articles. It's just like, oh my God, there's so much happening and I don't know how we're going to narrow yeah. it down. The thing, And we yeah, ran and along more... and talked about what we're doing, so we did narrow it down and we'll see what yeah. happens. And the thing is, we haven't even gotten the PlayStation 5 event, which by the time that you're listening to this has already happened. We don't know what's happened so far, but... Wait, wait, I'm going to of... make some guesses. Do it. Okay. Right. We're going to have... Let's, let's we'll make guesses now that we're going to edit out. Yeah. Uh, God of War 3. Oh, okay. Uh, God of War 3. They're skipping 2. They're going right to 3. Uh-huh. Go on. Um, it's going to be priced at $1,500. That one might be accurate. And... They decided uh, 15... to change the stick location. Oh, no. They don't want to At the last minute. Um, comes with... I don't know. VR built-in. There we go. Done. There's my predictions. All right. All right, I'll give perfect. you some reasonable predictions. We go don't see it. the box. Let's... We do not see the box. They do not announce a price. And we see Spider-Man 2. All right. So to the listener who, who already knows everything that has happened during the stream because they're listening to this on Sunday, we're sorry for making you cringe on how wrong we are. But we're going to talk about the news we do know. I'm not nah, going to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, for, um, also, so, for anyone watching live, uh, some of us are going to react live to that event that's happening that PlayStation's doing on Thursday. So yes. feel free to come back and hang out for that. Yes. Um, but so, to the news that we do know about, our first story is developers making Xbox Series X games will learn to address PS5's SSD advantage, says Xbox lead. This is from VG247 by Sheriff Sadid. Uh, and this is a really interesting idea because I there was a video I was actually watching about um, the PlayStation 5 SSD and the way that they're the way that they've constructed this thing um, is one of the best in-class SSDs mm -hmm. that will provide this advantage to PlayStation, especially first-party developers, to make load times be basically non-existent and i think that this is going to be providing a really interesting challenge for both though the xbox series x does have an ssd one of the things that i think and this is a little bit away from the story itself but i think that i've got some some thoughts on this uh, just as somebody who primarily plays a lot of their games on pc pc for the longest time has been the front runner and when it comes to technology that can be used in games now there's a very good chance pc might be the lowest common denominator <laughs> Which is something that I never thought would ever happen. And I think just goes to show sort of what PlayStation is thinking next gen is going to be looking at. But what do you guys think of this article? Because there's some really interesting stuff from Microsoft's William Sitwell in this article that um, I think really shows how Xbox is planning to address this concern. But what do you guys think? Uh, I, one, I, one, one, I just want to state one thing. Uh, mm -hmm. William mm -hmm. Sitwell used to work for Xbox on backwards compatibility at cloud and the platform. He has moved on right. to work on their mixed reality products, things like HoloLens. So he's not directly right. affiliated with Xbox. So anything that he is saying is speculative. I'm sure just based on things he's heard around the office, but he's not okay. working directly on it, but it, Thank it's you for still, an, that up. it's still an interesting read into what Microsoft and Xbox are planning around ways to best utilize the technology. Sorry, AJ for cutting you off. He'll uh, please no. go ahead. Yeah, no, um, so you said that, it, well, PC at, at this point, uh, when this does come out, might become the lowest common denominator. But my ultimate question would be, for how long? How long until 
you know. Well, my, my thought with that is that it's just because of the sort of ambiguous nature of what a PC can have inside of it. Yeah. That they're going to have to, unless they're, unless they take like an Apple style approach of just being like, and this is, this is obviously going to go from developer to developer to developer, but unless they do an Apple style approach of like, you got to do this, we're, we're doing this. And if you don't keep up with us, then too bad. Um, I don't see that happening. I see it being a, we're going to have to cater to the largest amount of hardware that we can so that we can sell the units that we need where, and I, I think that'll be the same. I think that'll be the same. I think that'll be the case when it comes to third party games, just in general, where I really do think though the SSD from PlayStation is really cool. And I'm super excited to see how developers implemented. I only, I really and truly only see the first party being the ones to, yeah properly utilize it yeah i mean yeah. that's that's sort of what i was going to say in the fact that i think third-party games by and large will not see as big of a, a a change or shift in the way that they're made or perform when it comes to next gen because you're having to cater to all three of these platforms being pc ps5 and xbox series x i think where you will see the the most improvement will be from a first party pers perspective I think Microsoft's mm -hmm. first-party studios are going to be able to best utilize the unique features of the Series X, and Sony's first parties are going to be the ones to best utilize the features of the PS5. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Naughty Dog does with no loading times. Insomniac, where is Spider-Man 2? <laughs> well, we will find out tomorrow, or we will have already found out by the time that you're listening to this. But I think from that, we can move on to our next story. Introducing crossplay to No Man's Sky, which is just a—it's awesome that another game is getting crossplay, especially one like this. It's another step in No Man's Sky's redemption arc. Do you guys have any thoughts about this no, in general, no, or just No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky is coming to uh, Xbox and I believe PC Game Pass tomorrow when this crossplay feature uh, comes out. So if you uh, I... have the opportunity to play it. Play it. I'm very excited about that now that I have VR as well. I was yes. going to say uh, there are new games coming to Game Pass tomorrow, including that. We also have uh, Battletech, a turn-based mech combat game, and Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2, a uh, space-based RTS from the Warhammer universe uh, on PC and console Game Pass, getting No Man's Sky, Dungeon of the Endless, a retro dungeon defense game, as well as uh, Bard's Tale Remastered, and Re remastered and resnarkled. I can't believe that's the name of a game coming on the 18th, <laughs> as well as Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue are actually both Never available. Mind, that's the dumb one. They're both available right now on Xbox Game Pass. So if you're interested in literally every Kingdom Hearts game, they're all there. Go play mm -hmm. them because they're great, even though they're titled weird. Sorry, um, back to No Man's Sky. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I think that's mostly it. Like, there's not too much to really say. Just this is a really cool thing. Yeah, that they're doing this. So, just to talk on crossplay quickly, it's not on the list, but EA did their first crossplay game as well with Need for Speed Heat. Mm -hmm. um, Who's which, playing that? I have it. <laughs> you have it. I are wanted. You I wanted it? to play. I want to jump into it. It's like blue and pink, like Vice City, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good it's outrun of aesthetic. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see EA trying it out and Need for Speed was the first franchise they went with. I think we're going to see a lot more of that next gen. 
I, so. I hope so as well. Um, speaking of games that I'm gonna skip the the third story just because we've been running a little bit long. I'll just yep. quickly I'll just quickly sum it up. Xbox uh, ba- uh, demands racist influencer disso- disassociate from its brand. Great. I'm glad my I'm glad that these companies are starting to really hopefully like take a stand and let's hope that they continue doing so. Not while um, not when it's prevalent in the media right now. Don't but, use humor as an excuse to make fun of minorities and people of color and exactly. transgender that. people and so on and so forth be yeah. actually funny. Yeah. Don't be, 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 be good to each dick. other. Yes. Uh, but speaking of games that have talked about potentially doing crossplay in some way shape or form, Destiny 2 has basically laid out their next 3 years. And so this story coming from gamesindustry.biz from Rebecca Valentine Destiny 2 is doing a lot of really cool stuff. I just familiarized myself with their uh, press conference that they did on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. And, oh, I'm getting really excited about playing Destiny again. Um, I, um, what do you guys think about everything that has happened? So, like, I've played maybe a sum total of 30 hours of Destiny 2. And I've, like, barely scratched the surface of it, and ultimately I just kind of stopped playing it because it wasn't grabbing me. And I gotta say, I watched this press conference, and I'm like, I still don't see myself 100% coming back to Destiny 2, but this was a really well-done press conference, and I agree with and like their approach to the sheer bevy of content they they have in Destiny 2, and how they've decided, you know what, we're just gonna rotate content in and out to make it more manageable to old and new players alike. This is a great conference, and I'm excited about the game's future, even if I might never play it again. Yeah, I, I'm i just... Some of the stuff that they've been talking about, specifically one of the big things in this article that they were... that uh, people have highlighted is the fact that they're sticking with Destiny 2, and they're not making a new game, which was part of the reason why Bungie and Activision made their split was because... Activision loves the annual releases, then you can see that with games like Call of Duty, where in this case, they're like they're, Bungie wants to stick with one game, and they talked about that a lot, of like, they they didn't if, I feel like if they could have, they wouldn't have made Destiny 2, they would have just stuck with the, the first game, and just added everything that they added into 2 into that game, and so they're bringing content from the first game into Destiny 2 and I'm I'm just so happy that Bungie seems to be thriving because they're they're a company that I they're they're a developer that I always want to root for, um, not just because of their their legacy with Halo, but I just think Destiny is, it's the definitive games as a service game right now. Um, I guess besides Fortnite, but I would say Destiny Two is is doing really cool things, and I can't wait for Beyond the Light. I've already pre-ordered it. I'm gonna definitely grab that when that comes out. If you guys just... have any, go ahead. Sorry, I know I, I talked previously. Uh, I do want to just also quickly say, they also mentioned how they're going to be incorporating old Destiny 1 content into this game. Yeah. And again, like, don't know if I'll ever come back to this game, but if I do, it's good to know that all the Destiny content from throughout all the years since the franchise have start, has started will be in one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love that they've also taken... They're, they're doing a one... The last sort of thing I'll, I'll mention about it is they're doing like a almost a Disney style vault system where they're going to take legacy content and right. they're going to take content that's not being played right now in Destiny 2 and they're going to remove it from the game for, for a while uh, just to try to get the because the game is getting close to like 100 
something gigabytes and it's going to only keep growing as the game itself is growing and adding more content and so they're going to start removing some of the things to try like some of the least played stuff that their player base who who have because at this point it's only the the most dedicated people who are going to be playing stuff and so they're removing stuff but then they're also going to start bringing stuff in from the original destiny and they're going to just have a constantly shifting amount of content which i think will continue to have longevity for just the game in itself so i guess from that we can oh um yeah from that we can move on to read slash watch all of the things so the first one on our list is something from aj i know you've been busy with what's been happening in our twitch chat yeah but uh what if what ignore the chat to, what did <laughs> this you is, want this to is an audio show what did you, uh, okay we'll no. bring it up again <laughs> we'll leave you know what, what we'll leave it to the editor to decide what he wants to do with that yes exactly <laughs> Um, yeah, schmuck that guy is. Oh my god. Anyway, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, so, yesterday, uh, well, on Monday I started, and yesterday I finished the fourth season of uh, 13 Reasons Why, um, the Netflix show. Uh, you as not a, a you I'm as a film a student show, and somebody very close to high school may uh may not like it as much but i actually really appreciate it the first season i respect your opinion <laughs> the first season came out at a time uh where i had a lot of very uh dark feelings and it was very cathartic for me to experience those uh through the show uh to feel like somebody understood um anyway they're up to the fourth season now and uh, I actually, um, I, I actually really enjoyed it. It's uh, there, there. There's one episode in particular that is very topical and relevant to the uh, goings on in the world uh, of over the last two weeks. Uh, they did not plan that in advance because this show was made uh, last year at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, it uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and I think you should uh, give it a give give the show a, a a second chance, if you will, Alex. I I don't think I'm gonna do that, but I appreciate at least uh, your honesty for it. Right. Mitch, you have some things on the read all the things. I'm sorry, I just don't have time to watch TV. I'm too busy in Persona. That's fair. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, you don't have any time. Video games take up a lot of it. Uh, so yes. something I wanted to talk a little bit about, or at least have people go and read, is a very interesting op-ed piece from Mark Lloyd, who is a 12-year veteran uh, as the head of studio for Rockstar Lincoln, who came up a lot in the news last year when we talked about the crunch that went on at Rockstar around the release of Red Dead 2 and GTA 5 and, and those sorts of things. But he wrote a really interesting op-ed piece for GamesIndustry.biz about how remote work culture is going to have a negative impact when it comes to dealing with crunch. And this isn't something specific to the games industry. This is something a lot of us are, are feeling right now, just in our day-to-day -day of we're working from home, we're living where we work, and work is sort of blending together with everyday life. And no longer being able to separate the two is becoming a really interesting mental health concern for a lot of employers who are you know trying to take better care of their employees who are now having to work remotely and it is very much a culture shift for a lot of businesses and a lot of workplaces and we as a society need to do a better job of understanding yes i work from home but i'm being paid from nine to five 
there may be some extenuating circumstances, but if you want me on a call at 10.30 p.m., that's not going to happen because I need to have my own... There needs to be a balance there. And really interesting story from someone very close to a lot of crunch culture, uh, that being Mark Lloyd. So if you want to, head over to gamesindustry.biz. Give that, a, give that a read. It's remote work raises new crunch concerns and opinion piece by Mark Lloyd. I was going to say, Mark Lloyd apparently has worked for a long time at Rockstar Lincoln, which is... I, I think kind of discussed as being like one of the worst places to work at at Rockstar because that's where a lot of the quality assurance work is done. Yeah. Mm. And like, yeah. Mm. I mean, kudos to him for going through with that and playing a part in the creation of some fantastic games. But yeah, definitely he, he's probably injured a real rough time. Yeah. But I mean, it is nice to see that Rockstar hopefully are going to be taking steps to right. to be doing that with him uh, with him being the one to give this. Hopefully, that means that we might be seeing changes from them. That being said, he's no longer at Rockstar. Oh, okay. Sorry, I miss <laughs> I miss I I, I, I didn't already... I didn't mention that. Yeah, uh, he yeah, he okay. left Rockstar a few years ago and is working on some other okay. stuff now. So it's not necessarily the the culture shift is going to happen there because of what he's written. But it's good that they're are people in the industry yeah. and not vocally speaking out over over these things yes let's normalize it when we can or how we if we can so from with that there's one more thing on the the watch all the things this is going to be very quick uh it's not exactly new it it the reason it's in the watch all the things is because i think the trailer is really cool uh halo has announced that firefight is coming to halo 3 odst odst had the best firefight I'm surprised it wasn't in the game when they brought it to MCC. I just think this is really cool. And the trailer that they released is very emblematic of the first Halo 3 ODSD trailer. Back when I think it was called Halo 3 Recon. So. Oh my god, think... you just blew my mind. I forgot about that. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a really cool trailer. And I'm so glad Firefight's back and there's going to be back in ODSD. Because Firefight and ODSD was uh, the best version of that game mode. I have some idea of what halo is from the mm -hmm. years of seeing people talk about it online i don't know what this is so firefight was during that time when after gears of war 2 came out horde, and mode. horde mode became a thing every game was implementing uh... that in their own games and so halo had their own version called firefight where you had a set number of lives and you just had to hold off until I think it was like, and then you had to hold off a certain number of rounds, and you just kind of kept going until you all died. And it would get progressively harder and harder because they turn on like challenge modifiers, like the, the skulls, only way you can get health. The Halo skulls. Yeah, the skulls. So like the only way you can get health back is if you do melee, or you lose your um, your uh, motion sensor, or like things like that. That slowly start to add difficulty to the to the uh, process until you just die. And Halo 3 ODST had the best version because you got you weren't as Spartan and it didn't feel like score chasing. So I'm really glad that's coming back. But that's kind of all I needed to say about that. So with that, we're gonna talk about some deals because this week has been crazy. And I'm going to I'm gonna throw this off to you guys. Uh, Cozy, you have one on the on the list first. So please yes. tell us about your deal. So, uh, over the past week, uh, Itch.io, a video game website where typically like indie games are published, uh, posted an insane deal uh, where people could contribute a small amount of money to a charitable cause and get their hands on 700 games. And over the past few days, that has now risen to over 1,300 games. I, like, I just... 
if $5 is so valuable to you, just resolve not to have a Quiznos sub sometime <laughs> this week and get this bundle. Not all of these games have the same level of polish as each other, uh, but I do want to emphasize that word polish because I'm certain that there will, you'll find plenty of games in this collection that, even without that same level of polish, have a decent level of quality to them that have some innovative little ideas that have something in them that make the percentage of a percentage of a penny that you spent on them worthwhile. Yeah, I, I just want to say a couple of things. Why did you think Quiznos? Because that came up earlier. Carmen and I were talking about, oh, God, we really wish there was a Quiznos around here. But they are not easy to come by these days in Canada. You know no. what? You know what it was? Why I said Quiznos? Many years ago on Podcast Beyond, uh, somebody came on to talk about Crunchyroll. And he used the exact same fast food place. He's like, hey, you know, if $5 is too much for you, just don't buy a Quiznos sub and subscribe to Crunchyroll. And for whatever reason, that example is always stuck in my mind fair enough i am um, i sorry go yeah. ahead, alex no or aj uh I, yeah. I have one more thing to say in that celeste is in this bundle if you can't spend five dollars mm -hmm. to get celeste you're an idiot it's one of the best games <laughs> yeah. of all time go buy this bundle just for that i'm not a pc guy i'm still probably going to pick it up just to have celeste in another place that game is really freaking good i um there's also um a bunch of other games in it as well that are pretty well known uh there's gun house uh there's a night in the woods there's a yeah, there are a lot, like, make no mistake, there are a lot of games in here that are like, I've never heard of this before, but there are more than enough worthwhile experiences that you have heard of before to make this more than essential. So yeah, I, I, I paid 30 bucks for it today. Um, there's about five days left. Um, so probably by the time this episode goes up on Sunday, um, the, the sale might be over. I, I don't know how time works anymore. Um, but I think also, there's a couple of days there, but you're right. It doesn't yeah. work pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but also, I noticed, uh, and the reason I bought it today is because I forgot about it earlier, but I, I re was reminded by a, a friend of Kind of Funny, Belinda Garcia, at BBC Garcia on Twitter. She, um, if you make a charitable donation to any anywhere, in like recently, like in the, in the last day or two, she said, for the first 10 of you, that uh, reply to her with proof uh, or DM her or whatever. Um, she's gonna just buy this thing for you. Um, I don't. Nope. I don't know if she's actually uh, done this, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's spread the love. Hashtag Black Black Lives Lives Matter. Yes, they do. Yes. So, Mitch, you have a whole lot of yeah. stuff that's on your your deal list. So please fill us in. Uh, there's a crazy good sale right now on the Switch. Something over like there's more like more than 700 games on sale or something along those lines right now. Some games you never mm -hmm. see go on sale. Some first party stuff from Nintendo. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. It's fifty six dollars in Canada. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Same price. Same deal. Doesn't go on sale very often. The one game I picked up that I'm really excited about because I love card games and I love art mixing it with RTS and RPG elements and things like that is Slay the Spire. It's about 22 bucks in Canada. Uh, there's a ton of really good stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff I've picked up in previous sales, so go pick it up if you're interested. I see Nathan, you're adding something that's probably from that sale to the dock. Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's for me. Uh, <laughs> if you guys ever played, um, I'm going to screw up the name, uh, Bitrunner presents um, Runner 2, The Legend of Alien Rhythm. I think I've screwed that name up. 
Uh, its sequel came out on Switch, one of the first Switch launched, uh, one of the first Switch titles, Runner 3. Um, it's normally twenty two ninety nine. It's a buck sixty Canadian. Yeah, pick that up. Wow. Uh, another yeah. one, an, another one that came up in the chat that I've talked about in uh, on a number of occasions is Katana Zeros on sale again. It's so good. It's one of my favorite games. It is. Go pick yeah, it I up. It's Katana really Zero. really good. Um, and then to move on to the next sale or the next deal that I found, if you buy certain movies through the Microsoft Store, you get Sonic Mania for free. Uh, which is really cool. Yeah, why would uh, you do that to yourself? Because Sonic why Mania is the Sonic only game? good Sonic game. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but you can pick up a movie. like It's pick up nerd, geeky, like nerd kind of culture movies or video game movies. So you can pick up something like Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, which was bizarrely good. Uh, Detective Pikachu, Shazam, Harry Potter, Dark Knight, Matrix. A lot of these are on sale right now as well through the Microsoft Store. and you, So you can get the movies on sale, get the game for free really awesome and finally best buy canada has announced their play at best buy event that will last the entire summer in terms of having new games up for pre-order deals on games deals on pre-orders which i'm really excited about because i always pre-order all my games around e3 and now e3 isn't happening uh as well as some contests and things so check out best buy's blog or bestbuy.ca uh best buy on twitter from the canadian perspective at least uh and check out what they're promoting and dealing over the course of the entire summer uh, thank you for that and i think with that we can move on finally to our topic of the show and this topic is one that i think is very important right now especially with the way the state of the world is and there's a lot of bad things that are happening and with that you and Everyone wants to stay informed with social media, but then, you know, it's the it's the balance of trying to stay informed while also trying to take care of your own mental health. And I, I know in times of great, great hardship, I turn, me personally, I turn to games uh, to deal with that. And I think right now is a great example of a time where games can really be important. But I wanted to talk about um, what games when have there been moments in your life where a game has you've played the the perfect storm of playing a game the right place right time and it just has gotten you through that tough time i wanted to bring this up because this is a very important i made a whole video about one of those games for myself uh which was breath of the wild and i just wanted to hear about that from you guys so what have you guys got I'll talk about mine a little bit later, but let's... I want to hear from you guys first. <laughs> All right. Not All right. I can, go, I can go first if no one has any. I wanted to do mine um, closer to the end because it kind of ties into yours, Alex. It'll give you a good segue, so just leave me to the end. I'm going to grab some more water. Okay. Right. So, I... I'm a pretty privileged person. I haven't had many, like, huge issues in my life where I've needed, like... A tough time but i find whenever like i'm feeling down or i'm struggling or mentally um i'm not like i'm having trouble i always find myself dumping a lot of time into lawn jrpgs mm. just as like comfort food um they're not necessarily like don't get me wrong they're not the most skill based but just like the grinding and the repetition and knowing you're getting somewhere like when i mm -hmm. grind in an rpg i know like it's not a waste of time because I'm always gaining experience and like I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it but it's just something calming and soothing about that and even when you look at something like Persona 4 Golden um, 
where when I played that, that was back in 2012. Yeah, it would have been 2012. Yeah, uh, 2012 when it dropped on the Vita. Um, I had a lot of t a lot of fun with that, but I had a new son at the time. Like I was balancing a lot of things, and it's just like a lot more. My life had changed significantly, not necessarily in a negative way, but in a different. Like my life was different. Mm. It was forever different. It was getting used to that. Um, so also you should play persona Four golden if you haven't because it's excellent i hope it'll be available on something other than the vita <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed who can 13th. imagine who can imagine <laughs> fingers crossed with that one so uh yeah like i think that's perfectly like that's perfectly like having those those i've been dealing with that a lot lately of just like this kind of the repetition of the way the world is right now and just kind of like, I feel like I'm in a, a fucked up version of Groundhog Day where the day is essentially the same and having, because I, I went from playing, I went from playing Fire Emblem Three Houses to immediately into Persona 5 and both of those games kind of have similar structure in the sense that it's month based and you like do yeah. stuff on the, you do you're kind of, you're progressing through the year and it's been very comforting to know like, it's like once you kind of understand the core mechanics of those games, you kind of know what you're doing and you just kind of, it like expands from there. And I've been really appreciating having that sort of sense of structure in a time where there is none. So I, I perfect, I fully know what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. So anyone else got one? Uh, I mean, I figure I might as well jump in right here, Please. considering uh, that Nathan brought up Persona 4, because Persona 4 Golden was actually going to be the game that I was going to bring up as well. Um, so for me, uh, this game came into my life at a slightly different time. I believe that I was in the intermediary period between me leaving Sejep and me going into university proper. And to be honest, it was a period of time where there weren't really a whole lot of friends in my life. Um, like a lot of the people that I had made friends with at Sejep, they just like they weren't very good at kind of kind of keeping touch uh, <laughs> with me. And likewise, I don't necessarily know that I was very good at keeping touch with them. But in any case, I was just feeling very kind of lonely. And I feel like this game was the exact remedy that I needed. It gave me a group of friends that I could kind of care for and form bonds with. And I just got, I mean, I would have been engrossed in that game, even if I wasn't in the mental state that I was when I first played it. But that definitely contributed to this game being such a memorable experience for me and also such a therapeutic experience. Can I just ask one thing, Cozy? Yeah. For those of us on... <clears throat> Sorry, I you almost saw me choke on camera on a cheese stick. Um, for those of us not familiar with the Quebec education system, what is Sejep? Uh I don't remember what, what like it's an anagram like, for. Like high school, like grades nine through twelve, or it, 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 no? It's it's between high school and university. Oh. Is uh, it like the old OAC that I had to go through, like the Ontario Academic Credits probably. that were like grade thirteen? <laughs> That, In any case, had... it's, I mean, it's basically, I guess you could say it's grade 12 and 13 of high school, but it's more akin to university in terms of overall feel. It's it's like a community college versus 
I don't know. But yeah, that's a that's another good point of comparison. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's about all I have to say there. I man, I played a lot of this game way back in the day. What a great, fantastic little uh, just sort of therapy. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that. Game. I wanted to I wanted to bring up uh, Private Jeebus in the chat. Uh, has one uh, for for me, and this is me reading what he wrote. For me, it's Assassin's Creed. During one of the hardest times of my life, the only thing that brought me joy was AC. It's something I look forward to every year, and it eased me. That's why I got it. The, that's why I got the logo tattooed on my body, which I think is really cool. Um, just kind of having say, that. I was just gonna say, did he say which Assassin's Creed? Um. No, it just says Assassin's Creed, um, just the franchise. Tell us where the tattoo is. He and I have talked about that offline. It is more just the series as a whole, not any individual mm. game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just I, I think that's <coughs> really cool in the sense that like he got the, the, the logo tattooed because then it's kind of that forever reminder of even if the franchise falls out of relevance, um, it will always kind of remind of this like really important moment for him and I, I that's I'm very much in that sort of boat of like being very sort of wanting to I, I don't know how I'm trying to think about what I'm saying <laughs> I don't know I'm very like I'm very like nostalgic I guess for the things that have brought me a lot of joy in my life like I we guess, do have a tattoo update is cool <laughs> sorry mm -hmm. we have a tattoo update it is on the right forearm mm. so there you mm. go yes Plus, the Assassin's Creed logo is just really cool. So, getting that tattooed is actually yeah, it's it's a bad. good it's a good logo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not super blatant either. Yeah, I um so man, I am struggling to think of like for for me personally, like a game that got me through like a ru a rough time. Like if I think of like when I think back to when when I was a kid and I like was definitely not thinking about that sort of thing my parents got divorced when i was seven and then i just that's around the time like shortly after that when pokemon came out and being a, a young child with uh, freshly divorced parents and everything you know i i found escape wherever i could and you know i played through pokemon blue like, I could get through the rock tunnel uh, without needing Flash. I just ignored Flash altogether. You know, the the whole, the whole thing. Um, and then at some point, I remember discovering uh, Zelda, finally, and getting way into that. And, like, I loved the dark themes of Majora's Mask and, and everything. Um, the... Yeah, it... Like, more recently, like... It, I don't know, like, I, I just have a hard time committing fully to, like, the closest I got recently was Animal Crossing. Now, I know for all of us, at the start of the pandemic, like, Animal Crossing came out at the right time, right? So that's probably the, the closest and most recent one. Um, but then I fell off that real quick. And so, yeah, late, lately for me, it's just been kind of hard to, like, pick pick up a game and just like hey i'm gonna use this to unwind like nothing's really hooked me for like that that nice like eight hour binge that my soul craves every once in a while and i'm not sure why hmm. maybe there's just been too much other other stuff to think about right now 
yeah that's that's yeah I, I get that and i think it was kind of at the beginning of the the pandemic it was a little bit easier to just kind of like especially when animal crossing came out it was a little bit easier to just kind of invest yourself super heavily into <clears throat> one thing where now because this has been going on for so long there's this little bit more normalcy to it it's not as just out there um it's not as much of like this intrusion into our lives anymore where it's now we have to figure out a way to live with Mm -hmm. what's going on so i I get what you mean by that of like it's harder to just like focus on the one thing now yeah yeah Yeah. um so i guess i've so i'll go because mine kind of oh yeah mitch go ahead no i can just i can quickly go into mine just because i know it's gonna probably end up tying into yours um so the one i can i mean i don't remember any specific game from my childhood but i did grow up and was very very much bullied as a kid mostly over my weight and my intelligence so being you know one of those kids that was really good in school i was a pretty easy target when it came to bullying and it was something that really affected my mental health when i was younger and games gave me a great escape from that when i was a kid in terms of not having to really I mean, I probably should have dealt with a lot more of those issues when I was younger, but games gave me a way to escape that and just, you know, continue to be in the space that I was knowing. Eventually things would get better. Now, luckily, I have really great friends and you guys and and other friends that I've made over the years. And I don't, it still affects me in terms of being bullied the way I was, but I am doing a better job of not letting those feelings crop back up or letting it get to me as much as it used to when an old homeless guy in the mall calls me a fatty and it's awful and I do need to do something about my health, but I can sort of brush those comments off a bit more now than I could when I was younger. But the one that stands out to me from recent years, actually, it wasn't so much a trying time as it was a very, very busy time with some difficult elements to it. Uh, the Nintendo Switch released in North America on March 3rd, 2000, or 2017. Uh, almost a month to the day after that, uh, on April 4th of that same year, Carmen, my fiance, ha- underwent some elective surgery. So we spent a lot of time going to medical appointments in that month leading up to it, as well as the day of spending the entire day at the hospital with her. Um, and having the switch with me in those times was really good. And then one month from that, on May the 4th, 2017, and I'll never forget the date, is the day <laughs> I received the keys to my condo. The first time I'd ever moved away from home, the first time ever being on my own, first time as a homeowner, and just all of that happening in sort of this weird time capsule two-month window, really having the switch at that time and only owning Breath of the Wild and Fast RMX which was a launch title for the Switch. It was sort of like a, a futuristic, F-Zero. yeah, F-Zero wipeout style racer. It's a really hard game. That's a game um, that needs to come back, F-Zero. Yeah, for sure. But so having the Switch with me and dealing with, you know, have uh, choosing to go with Carmen to a lot of these appointments and being there on the day of the surgery as well. I mean, it wasn't, it, there was nothing life-threatening about it. It was more of a quality of life thing. And she, there was very little risk, but even still, you never know. And just having something to escape to is vast and as open as, as Breath of the Wild when I was stuck inside for a lot of these things was really good to have. And then also moving out for the first time and the, the fear and the anxiety and the, 
that, oh, did I remember to do this or that? Or did I forget something on my parents? Or did I lock the door at night? Because I've never really, before moving out, I never I never had a room with a door that locked. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I slept in the, I, I lived primarily the last few years at my parents in their rec room without a door, just a bed in the basement with nothing. So it was the first time I really had my own space. Because when I was younger, before moving into the basement, I shared a room with my young, my uh, younger sister. Mm. So I, I never really experienced that until I had my own place and some of those anxieties creeping in for the first time and, and having something like the Switch that before I got internet at the apartment or moved everything in, the Switch was there. It was the last thing I packed up at home. It was the first thing I unpacked when I got there because it gave me something to do, something to escape with. And I really appreciated having it at like that was like the perfect time for me for the switch to come out because I had a month and then I was in the hospital with Carmen and then I had a month and then I moved out and it was just a crazy, crazy couple of months. And, and having the switch really helped with mm. alleviating all of the stress and anxiety around both of those major life events. Mm. Hmm. And I figured me talking about Breath of the Wild would lead <laughs> right into what you're going to talk about, Alex. So I figured it sets you up. Yeah, so... So yeah, um, my for sure like the, I I use games as an escapism all the time. Um, especially growing up, I was very bad at making friends, which apparently is not a as much of a concern now. Even though I still deem that I'm very not good at it, um, uh, people others would say otherwise. But regardless of that, I used games like Halo, and I remember like if I was very like if I was very tense about like something at like school or whatever, I would play. I remember it was Saints Row Two. I would use that to let loose and just like I just go wreak havoc in an open world. But regardless, like I've, that's always been a thing that I've done. But there's a, there's a couple of games in this. So what I'm alleviating to is in 2017, right? Uh, December, I don't remember what the day was, whatever. Um, I was diagnosed with leukemia and it was like very rapid. Like as soon as I found out, like, because I was like essentially, I couldn't breathe. There was a certain point and if like, there was, it, it all escalated very quickly. And there was a point where I was just in the hospital um, where I was kind of like, they didn't, even though I was fine and was going to start chemotherapy they wanted to keep me there to like know if i had to have like uh because i had a biopsy and they kept me there so it's like i could just get i get pushed to the front of the line because i was already inpatient when you're inpatient it's a lot easier to get stuff done because you don't have to go through setting up appointments and stuff um and so during that time i was away from all of the things that i had my computer and everything and like and so I got a Switch. I remember I had like mentioned it offhandedly of like, this would be a cool thing. I've heard Breath of the Wild's a very good game. And then uh, when it was kind of like, okay, you need to like go to the hospital and at least like stay the nights there, I got Breath of the Wild. Um, well, I got Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild at the same time. And I decided to play Mario Odyssey first. And these games very much go hand in hand in, in the experience because it was amazing, like, besides the fact that they are phenomenal games, like, both of them. Even though I have my problems with Breath of the Wild, I think that game is so special in what it does well. Um, and I think Mario Odyssey as well. I, I, there's so much about, and I made a, people, we, we mentioned it before, and I think I did as well, that I made a video about Breath of the Wild and why, it kind of, like, 
a better, more in-depth detail of the story of leading up to it and what it meant to me. Um, yeah, so there's like a whole bunch of things, like just the thematics of in Breath of the Wild, your one objective of that game is beat Ganon. And what you have to do to that is you have to build up the strength by the collecting the hearts by going through the shrines and getting the weapons and understanding all the systems of that game to be able to beat Ganon. That's what I was doing in real life to some extent. It's a very lame comparison, thinking about it. Like, it's very, like, corny or whatever. But, like, it was. I was building up the strength to overcome this really great challenge that I was going through in my life. Because this was... This is the... the it's been one of those defining moments for me of going through that whole thing. And I... <laughs> um, Breath of the Wild was the thing that got me through the... the 20 because i was supposed to be in the hospital for 30 days i um i was supposed to be in the hospital for 30 days i got through it in 21 uh because i reacted so positively to it speed run and i wouldn't yeah <laughs> man nailed it um but uh breath of the wild was like the thing that got me through that time with that and mario odyssey because i played just mm -hmm. almost exclusively um yeah and then afterwards there was a really long time because I was going through dealing with it for two years. And so having the Switch by me, by my side, helped with that. But there's a couple of other games that I wanted to talk about during this time from like the next, throughout the next year in 2018 was dedicated almost solely to dealing with this, this, um, this, uh, this time. Uh, and during that time, I got. I, uh, in September of 2018 because I was mostly just like I was too sick to play on my computer which was where I played all of my games I couldn't sit at my desk I had to be like either on a couch or in my bed because I couldn't I just was too sick for, for a really long time and when Marvel Spider-Man came out I got the PS4 and that was another that was another game that like meant so much to me at the time because it was when I was in the midst of this really difficult. I'm gonna keep going on and on. By the way, keep doing it. Um, keep going. <laughs> I, I I said um, this in the chat and I'm gonna say it here. I'm so proud that you're telling the story now and I love it and yeah. I'm so glad that you have this story to tell because otherwise we may not have the show, uh, and yeah. I wouldn't have one of my best friends. So I want uh, you to just take the floor. This is your time and I'm so happy to okay. to hear you talking about okay. this in such a positive this, way. Yeah, this this topic really means a lot to me. Um, just because I, yeah, I would have gotten through this time, but it was a lot of ways. And there's a quote from Troy Baker that he he talks about a lot. Um, that he said a lot about what people tell him when they talk to him about like The Last of Us or Bioshock or any of the number of games that he's been in. And he's, he mentions how they say, like, oh, I got inspired to overcome whatever I was going through because Joel, if Joel could go through what he did in The Last of Us or if Booker could do what he did in The Last of Us, then I could do that too. And there's a lot that I, um, I think about that a lot of, like, if Spider-Man could do it, then I could do it. And having Marvel Spider-Man at the time was great. And then I played God of War, and God of War was another one that was, like, going... My, my entire connection to the PS4 really came from that time because that's when i got my ps4 that's when i played spider-man i played um i played god of war i played horizon i played all of these games about overcoming these great challenges when i was going through this immense challenge myself and i've posted pictures about like i has part of like i reacted 
positively to the medication, but I also just like kind of let myself go in every other aspect because I was, I was trying to focus on healing one way where everything else was kind of left to the background. And I took it on myself to really try, like I've, I've taken great liberties in, in just progressing myself better just in every way that I can, socially, physically. And I, I don't, I relate so much to it because of these games i beat sekiro during this time while i was going through this hard uh, this hard time there's so many things there's so many games that i've played during this time that i could just continuously talk about but just hey guys video games are cool i like them a lot and they mean <laughs> a lot to me and um yeah i i i honestly like i don't know if i would have had like the if i didn't have this motivation from everything that i was doing at that time, I wouldn't have gone to the CNE. I wouldn't have met Cozy. I wouldn't have met Mitch. And then from there, I don't know if I would have gone to like I I wouldn't have met Kind of Funny because um, they were another thing that helped me get through this time. And then um, I wouldn't have gone to EGLX. I probably wouldn't have met any of you then at that point. And then I we wouldn't have uh, well you guys might have started this podcast but i wouldn't have been a part of it and so there's so much that i can relate back to that time and i feel like i could kind of keep going and going and going but i'm gonna stop talking now because i there's so much more i could say but i feel like i've said the 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 important stuff and thank you for letting me have this platform to keep talking yeah i I just want to say we we all have a series of events that led up to this happening and us coming together as a group and just you know, connecting over something we all love. I mean, I, I end up going back and relating it back to my fiance who kicked me in the butt to go out for you. It's, it's your cancer story. And everyone has that one thing that they're going to look back on is like, this was the moment that, you know, pushed me out of my comfort zone, made me be the, the best version of myself or the version of myself that I wanted to put in front of the world. And it's just, it's great to hear those stories. And I think right now, this is a time where having stuff like that um, really has been the thing. Like, thinking back on a lot of, a lot of this, I, I'm so glad I have these stories. I, I wouldn't want to, if I had the choice, I wouldn't have wanted to go through it in the first place. But I'm, I'm glad that if I was forced to, then I got, like, this out of it. And I, there's so much... There's so much positive that came in spite of that, like this podcast, which genuinely, it might seem like a trivial thing of just like, oh, we get together and talk about video games once a week. But like, especially right now with mm-hmm. not being able to see anyone who I had formed a connection with in at, with, at school, um, I'm not, I, I'm, might be able to see them in September. I don't know, but it's nice to have something to be able to have a connection again with people. And I, I really appreciate that. And I think that's kind of the, the long and short of it is I just, I, I'm glad that we have this platform to, to keep talking. Me yeah. too. Uh, so, something you said that strikes a chord with me and it's something, I, I think it's the right way to maybe end the show and, and this topic. Uh, you talked about how these games brought you joy in a time of such sorrow uh, regardless of when it happened, let's. Well, I think we should just go around the Discord, the video, the chat, the the Twitch, <laughs> the audio, the the room, the virtual room we all share. The universe, the <laughs> and just just talk about one thing that's brought us joy. It doesn't have to have been at, in a time that you were at your lowest, but just 
let's let's end things on a, a joyous note. Okay. Anyone want to go first? Uh, my sister actually brought me a bon mi sandwich while we were recording this episode, <laughs> and it's the first time that she's ever done so. So there we go. Wow. I meant games, but sandwiches are good too. Yeah. Sandwich game. Yeah. Always, always got that sandwich game on point. I mean, I can, I can start then if, if no one else wants to really go for it. it. But I remember distinctly receiving my PS one on Christmas and the only, um, uh, legitimate game that, Santa delivered with it was the Neversoft Spider-Man. I know I'm going back to Spider-Man, but like, just hear me out. Hear me out. Like the, the, the idea of getting a new console on Christmas with new games to experience new, new, new worlds to explore and having that Neversoft Spider-Man game. Just, I was the hap- one of the happiest memories I have is that Christmas of getting that gift and just playing the ever loving chagrin out of that spider-man game and exploring new york and it just it it, thinking back on it now it just makes me happy to think about that game Hmm. uh for me i guess it goes back to like the happiness was so i had a nintendo when i was a kid i got a paper out when i was eight and um, I bought my Nintendo with my paper out money from when I was eight. Uh, we talked a bit about that in the one-on-one. Uh, but my parents told me they weren't going to buy me a Super Nintendo. Like, I had a Nintendo, that was it, and I'm done. Oh, God. Um, because they didn't quite understand games and how the systems worked. Because uh, it was still very new at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as part of the newspaper route, you got uh, the, we had a contest called, um, I don't know, something in a can. But basically, more new subscribers you got, you'd get cans delivered to you and they have prizes in them and i happened to pick the prize out that was the super nintendo wow wow mm. um and then my parents were like i don't think we're ever gonna be able to get them get him away from this and i'm like no probably not and <laughs> as i'm uh, 38 turning 39 they are probably correct <laughs> so uh um yeah the into what what brings me joy when I play a game in general? I think when I look back, one of the the font like the fondest times was for me in high school where I didn't have any like other real responsibilities other than my part-time job making pizza and actually having to I didn't care about school at the time, which, you know, as as ha- happens to all of us, uh, you know, we kind of regret not caring enough about certain things. For me, I kind of wish I cared a little bit more about school. Um, I mean, speak for yourself. I said earlier, I was a nerd through and through. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the thing that during high school, especially uh, in my grade 12 year, that brought me the most joy was probably the release of Halo 3. Um, and I remember, you know, the, there there were so many, like, Friday nights where me and uh, a friend or two would uh, just be in my living room, just, just playing the multiplayer, uh, blaring music until 3 in the morning. Um, m- honestly, at one point, it became 
100 percent uh the rocket race playlist in halo 3 um which uh so it's just to give you to summarize what that game mode was uh you played only on the biggest halo maps and you and your partner were basic were invincible along with uh the three three four other teams that were playing three other teams and it, it was basically almost like a it, you, were, you were having a race. Uh, points would spawn on the map, and you would have to race there. Uh, so you you get... what One person drives this two-seater uh, ATV, the Mongoose, and the other person has a rocket launcher on the back. And you as you're driving around the map, going off jumps and doing whatever, you, the person in the back is your gunner, and they have to try and not kill the other players, but just blow them out of the way so they can't get to the checkpoint before you do and me and my uh friend kenny used to have so much fun just going crazy in rocket race i don't know if you remember rocket race alex but uh i do yeah it, it was such a good time uh yeah i, re- I remember that super fondly <laughs> oh man i've been i've been tr- i've been really trying to think about like if um sort of that one moment and i think i will because there's so many um, I think, I think it was, Cozy, how far are you in God of War? I know you were playing it recently. Uh, most recently I completed a side quest for Sindri after, uh, escaping Alfheim. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay, so you're not, you're not. Not super far, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. Um, there's a point in, in, there's a point in God of War, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, there's a point in God of War where Kratos has to it, it, it really he reveals he has to the, do the thing with he the has thing to, he has to Kratos. speak to the guy <laughs> he, he has to uh, acknowledge his past uh. and I loved that moment and that moment I think is one of the coolest moments in any game story um that I can remember it, and it it filled me with a lot of it filled me with a lot of emotions of like of like get it of impro- of self-improvement and I I think back to that a lot of like this is like self-improvement's hard but you you don't want to ignore your own past but you also want to acknowledge that you're that you've progressed it I don't know I I love that moment in the story and I think it's something that I just want to to, to highlight as it brings me great joy when games do something cool with their story you you just reminded me of uh my first time playing uh pokemon gold and silver and i was 10 or 11 when that came out 2000 so i was march of 2000 i think so i would have been 10 um when it, it specifically you said when you know acknowledges the past I had no idea that the entirety of the first map of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow was going to be in that game, in Gold and Silver, and that absolutely blew my mind. And that that moment also brought me a lot of joy, being, oh my god, I can go, I can go to the old place, oh, I can do the... Holy crap. It, it was mind-blowing back then, for sure. Hmm. Pokemon's got to okay. do that again. I would, I would die... If they did that again, I'm like, oh yeah, here, just go back to an older region in the same game that you had no idea about. 
Yeah. But knowing the internet, we'd all know about it six months before it actually happened. Yeah. So, uh, with that, I think we can sort of end uh, end the show off. Um, so we, I don't know if we have another topic of this of the for what we're doing next week. It says on the dock that we're going to touch each other's butts. Ooh. We're not going to do that. Ooh, we have, we, we, I'm we into that. To, we have to wait, socially wait. distance. Let Let's not turn that down. <coughs> yeah, th- let's not rule anything out yet. We, we could keep it simple and make our topic of discussion next week our reactions and thoughts on the PlayStation 5 press conference. Yeah, it's probably too chunky to do a new segment okay. right. for that. Um, It'll depend on what I'm they sure show. Okay, yeah, I think that, I think, uh, we'll, we'll I w- put a pin in it and we'll tentatively make it about PlayStation 5, but yeah. we might change that depending if, on what if, they show. If not, that might just be something maybe related to The Last of Us, because that's coming out next Friday. Um, yeah. We will, we'll, figure some, we'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. The new game rehab, The Last of Us. <laughs> it, it's great. Give me the next one. That's the end of the show. We, it's, it's, <laughs> we might be uncertain in what we're doing next week, but certainly there is not a lack of things to talk about, which yeah. you can't say about the past couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're moving into a very exciting time. But with that, uh, so you can follow the show uh, at PressYYZ on Twitter. That's where almost all of our updates come from. Uh, and with that, I will do the social plug for everyone else. I don't remember if there was anything else to the outro that we need. Uh, so Twitch.tv you... slash PressYYZ oh. if you want to join us yes. live Wednesdays yes. at 8. Forgot about, I forgot about that whole aspect of it. But regardless, um, yeah, join us on Twitch. I think the show is getting better and better each week. Well, speaking um, of Twitch real quick, we, yeah, we did mm-hmm. something. We did. Well, d- we, while the show was going have. on, and I don't think we called it out during the show, but... Nope. Maybe we should call it out now. We can say for the yeah, post show. Yeah, so we just we reached our well, we're not at the post show yet, but we reached fifty. <laughs> we reached fifty followers on Twitch, which yeah, is really really cool because yeah, yeah, I think we now have all of the pieces that we need to be affiliate. Uh, that's cool. If you're listening to this and haven't followed yet, follow at Twitch.tv/PressYYZ. With that, I'm going to do the social plugs for all of our hosts, starting with myself. Uh, I Instagram is where I mostly use. Uh, is the main social platform that I use. It's blatantly Alex, but I also do use Twitter, blatantly underscore Alex. And as well, YouTube, if you want to watch that video that I had, uh, that I mentioned earlier about Breath of the Wild, I'm also working on something new. I'm really excited about it. Uh, It's blatantly Alex on YouTube as well. Uh, Follow me on one of the other social medias and there'll be a link to it. Uh, Mitch, where can people find you? Twitter, Instagram, are my places of choice for the most part it's mr mitch george everywhere but those are where i'm most active perfect uh cozy where can people find you find me on twitter at alex Kazina and on twitch at twitch.tv slash cozy live i'll be streaming god of war 2018 and more of telltale's batman the enemy within there very soon very Ooh. nice very exciting i can't wait to hear what you think about god of war as you get further in i gotta go back uh, to that game yeah me too nathan where can people find you uh, follow me on Twitter at the underscore nmac. I don't have any reviews to pimp this week, uh, but check out my content on ps4blog.net uh, as I have more stuff. I'll continue to pimp it on the show, so be on the lookout. Very exciting. And last but certainly not least, AJ, where can people find you? You can find me all over the internet. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, even. Uh, I, I, I use the same name everywhere. I'm at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. And with that, Thanks for playing, guys. Black Lives Matter.